Welcome to That Weekend Feeling with Darren Mann. That Weekend Feeling brought to you once again by the Weekend Post and the Daily Dispatch Weekend Edition. For details on stories, go to heraldlive.co.za and dispatchlive.co.za. That weekend feeling today on the Conservation Trail, once again, a story run by newspapers all over South Africa during the course of the past week involving big cats getting their first taste of freedom at Thornhill in the Eastern Cape due to the efforts of Lionel DeLunga. He grew up in the Eastern Cape. He's been based in the Ukraine for a number of years now. He, together with his organization, Warriors of Wildlife, bringing six cats safely rescued from the Ukraine, bringing them safely to South Africa. They were released near Thornhill, as we said. Lionel, thank you for joining us and well done on yet another successful rescue and release. Hi, Darren. Thanks for having us on. And um, Yeah, it was great to do it. But I must say, it's not just me. Um, We've got a a good team, a very small team, but a good team. And as you know, you've spoken to Anya before. She's the director of the organization as well. And without her doing what she does in Ukraine with all the documentation and dealing with the language barrier, even though I can speak a little bit of Russian, um, we do all our documentation in Ukrainian. So it's extremely difficult in the bureaucracy, as you know, in South Africa, what it's like. It's that and more in Ukraine. So Anya does a seriously good job with all that over there. And then design, translator, interpreter, and, and her her biggest obstacle is putting up with me. <laughs> and then we've got we've got Keegan and Lauren at um, the sanctuary, Simbonga at Thornhill that did a sterling job building everything with their bare hands. We worked on a very small budget, very very small budget, to get everything ready and all the enclosures up to spec for the cats to be able to fly in and just step into their, into their enclosures. Okay, so you're based in the Ukraine, and that is where you've rescued a number of almost 30 cats now in total, together with this last batch of six. That's where the cats come from, mainly lions, a few tigers. I know you're also involved in bear rescues, but let's focus on the big cats. They all come from the Ukraine. Whereabouts in the Ukraine do they come from? How are you made aware of their situation and the fact that they need rescuing? And then maybe just talk us through the process, how long it takes from identifying cats that need help to actually getting them to a place like Simbonga. Okay, so we don't even know the numbers, but we reckon just in Ukraine alone, that there are probably in excess of 150 to 200 cats in captivity, lions and tigers in captivity, in Ukraine. Um, and that number is most certainly increasing because there's no stopping with the breeding. Fortunately, there's, they haven't locked, got into the whole um, line bone trade, and I don't think that will ever happen. It's just a, a completely different mentality when it comes to killing an animal for, for no good reason. So that's one good thing. Um, so, yeah, these cats have all been bred into captivity there, and it was... In the, the, the olden days, listen to me, I sound like I'm really old. Like a few years ago, the circuses and the traveling, so you get a stationary circus in each city and then you get traveling circuses. The first ban was on the traveling circuses, so no more wild animals in the, there. And now they're trying to ban um, private ownership of, of cats, but that's taking a lot longer than um, we were hoping. So... 
Now these guys are breeding. No one wants cats. They've increased the enclosure size. So a lot of people who are sitting are sitting with unwanted animals. And as soon as they're not earning their owner any money, they then want to dump them. Um, so that's where we get the cats from. We don't purchase them. Um, we don't trade and, and, and we don't breed. Anya, literally, we were driving from Johannesburg. So this is what happens. We were driving from Johannesburg to Port Elizabeth with these cats. And Anya got a call from Ukraine, a, a lady that's an activist. Um, everybody knows who we are now because of the, all the rescues that we've done. And she called us about two lions, a tiger, and a black jaguar um, that we've been aware of for a few years, but the owner never, ever wanted to, to give them up. And now with the new laws and all the pressure that we reply with press and on social media, um, Anya was called to say, please, can we, can we help and take these cats? And we, Anya gets calls like that weekly. Darren, you, you have no clue how many of these animals are, are around. And then also you can buy a lion or a tiger or any wild animal online in Ukraine. So we use Gumtree in, in South Africa and OLX is sort of works here, I think. But OLX is a huge um, trading platform in Ukraine not just for all your household goods and everything else, but also for, for wild animals. And that's something that the government is not clamping down on at all. Lionel, if I might ask, do the owners of these cats that you're alerted to that need rescuing, do they give them up readily or is that a bit of a fight for you as well? Some of them give them up readily. So the first, our first residents that came to, to um, Sambonga, we've got a cat there called Nala. She's a stunning girl. Um, they actually called us to say, we bought this cat online. We They first tried to tell us they thought they'd bought a caracal, which was wrong anyway, but you've got to be really dumb to not see the difference. And they'd bought this cat and they called Anya to say, we've made a mistake. Um, we, we really need help. Can you help us with her? And they've turned, so they gave that up readily. And what's cool about them is, they now send me photographs of the dogs that they now rescue instead of taking in, in a wild wild animal. And they actually spread the word about how wrong it is to own a wild animal. These are very rich people. It's normally the, the sort of powerful people who want to show off their status. It's a status symbol for them that will have these cats. Um, and then some of them won't. I mean, I've been, my life has been threatened one breeder tried to flatten me with his car. I've got another trader breeder now wanting to make up fictitious um, charges against me because we're doing, we're doing their business damage. Lionel, if I could ask, just focusing on the process, so you're alerted to these cats. Some owners give them up readily, others don't. Now, there are going to be costs involved. Your organization, Warriors of Wildlife, been running for a number of years now. But your income, is it all sourced via donors or how do you finance these rescues? Everything is sourced via donors and obviously a corporate sponsor. And then, you know, if we're really running into trouble, I'm by no means a rich man at all. Um, but we've had to use some of our own, fu our own funds at times to make ends meet. Uh, it's been really difficult these last couple of years with COVID. Um, funding, I wouldn't say has dried up, but... We've taken a hard, hard knock. 
and so many of the other organizations. And then, you know, the corporate sponsors that we've spoken to and who have helped us before dearly want to help us again, but they say, you know, we, we, we're focusing, focusing on feeding the the homeless and the unemployed and, and the starving people that that has been brought on by this whole COVID pandemic. And I understand that. But still, they are they're still out there and they, they, they do help us, but not as much as they used to. Lionel, typically, what does it cost to bring a cat to rescue in South Africa from the Ukraine? Put a number on it. Okay, so <laughs> I'd like to put a number on it. But can I tell you a quick story about this? Of course. So we had a quote from an airline. I, I don't want to bring the airline into disrepute or, or anything like that. We had a quote from an airline to fly the cats in in November last year because we thought we'd be ready. Um, unfortunately, we had major delays with the Eastern Cape government, which is a whole new story that you and I will chat about one day, Darren. Um, so we had major delays and we had a quote of, to fly in um, these cats at $26,900, okay? A corporate sponsor stepped in, in the logistics game, and said, we'll help you to cover up to $30,000. So that's great. We were home and away to fly them in. That's a whack of money. That's like life-changing money. What's that? 450,000 Rand, 470,000 Rand. But the story doesn't end there. So COVID is used for all kinds of excuses on how much they're going to charge people. We left home on a Monday to go and pick up the cats who were in two locations. I went into the ski resort in the mountains where the tigers and the lions were. And while we were driving there the second day to get there, we got a call from our corporate sponsor to say, they don't know what to do. The price has just been increased overnight to $47,000 for the same number of cats. On the same aircraft, no specs had changed. It was then a big backwards and forwards, many phone calls with me begging the airline to bring their price down. And they said to me, what can you afford? So I thought, well, we've got 30 promised. We can try and scrap together another five. So I said, we can pay 35. They then came back to us and we settled on $38,000 just for the flights alone. So that is... That is life-changing money for a lot of people. So to fly these six cats out here, $38,000, let's give it in rand terms. What are we at? 15 today. Let's call it that. It's 570 to 600,000 rand to fly them in. But hold on. We're not even close to that. Finished yet. Then we've got to build a night shelf. We've got to build the enclosures for them. Yeah, That's about 5,000 rand, uh, $5,000 each. So 75,000 ran for that times six and all our feeding transport costs crate costs so this project we're hovering we're just doing the final um tallies now um we're in at 68 70 thousand dollars and how do you decide where the cats will be released all right so after our first relocation in 2018 i'm glad you asked me this question so before we we had our own sanctuary. So Simbonga is our sanctuary. It's, this is where all our rescues will come to from now onwards. So in 2018, we did a rescue of four lions to a, to a facility in South Africa. On the, 20, on the 14th of December, we went back home. One of the lions, which we battled, he was a little cub, we fought. The same, this is the same guy who threatened to kill me and flattened me with his 
call. We we struggle to get this cat away from this individual. He only lived for 28 days in South Africa because of the people who took him in didn't do everything right. And I said to Anya, we were on our way to Kiev to go and arrange another rescue. I said, because of this, we have to be responsible for these cats' lives for the rest of their lives. We Handing them over to someone else and then them not doing the right thing. It's bad for the cat. We, it's bad for us. And it's bad for the donors who put so much money in and then one of the cats die in their care. The other two facilities, big promises were made with regards to enclosure sizes um, where they haven't met, they haven't even met the legal requirements. And that's something we're looking into as well. With regards to our cats, we've gone over and above what the Eastern Cape government wants. I'm not going to fly a cat into South Africa and then stick it in the legal required size of 400 square meters per cat. I mean, why even waste your time doing that? So we've gone a quarter of a hectare per cat on on as a starting size on all our, our enclosures, and then they'll be increased at a later stage. We've also been promised by other the other sanctuaries that we've worked with, um, that there will be no interaction, and that hasn't happened. We know and have photographs and video proof of full interactions with the cats. So that has made us make the decision to have our own sanctuary. It took a long time, but now we will do it our way, and we will have no interaction, and we will have the right size enclosures, and we will make sure that the cats are safe. Lionel, so you are based in the Ukraine at the moment. Well, yes, but we're going to be... So what happens is you were asking about length of time. So Anya will get a call and we decide, right, we're going to work on that, releasing that cat. So yes, where the time starts. If the guy gives it up voluntarily, it's a quick, it's a few contracts, changing ownership, and then getting the vets involved, getting them chipped and vaccinated and whatever. We then do our applications to the Ukrainian government to bring them into South Africa. Only once that is approved, we then send it to the South African government for them to approve the CITES import permits. Then there the international veterinary import permits that have go along with it. Um, believe it or not, that lions and tigers have to be tested for for COVID before they travel. So we they have to have COVID tests. Fortunately, not three days before they fly, but we have 30 days in which to test them for COVID. That process normally takes the shortest time we've ever done it has been just over nine months has been taken to do a relocation. Then we've got to build a crates and get all those things ready. Out of those nine months, we really only work very hard for two of the months because we're sitting waiting for, for permits. Um, and then we get going and we fly them out. So now that we have our own sanctuary, instead of me sitting in Ukraine for four months, five months doing nothing, we thought we'd rather be back at the sanctuary, help make it work, um, do all our educational stuff and educational tours and, and, and on and on and on, because we don't want to be begging for money anymore. We want the farm, the farm, the sanctuary to sustain itself so we've got accommodation for people to use and everything all the money that it's generated 
at Sambonga goes back into the care of the cats. So saying that we're based in Ukraine permanently is no longer. We'll go backwards and forwards to do the risk, to do the rescues. For example, we're going back in March because we have a bear that her permits are ready and she will be relocated to Romania in 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 March. And then we'll be back here again and we'll start working on the next rescue um, locally which we can also talk about later. I think you know what I'm referring to. And then um, we'll look at one or two more international rescues. The problem is the international ones are becoming so expensive, Darren. I mean, I just gave you the numbers. And with the things the way they are in the world, there's not that much money floating around to do these kind of things. Well, it's a great job that you've done so far together with your organization, Warriors of Wildlife. If anyone would like to check out the story involving the latest rescue, it is available online. And uh, anyone who'd like to get involved and assist you in any way, Lionel, how would they make contact? You've got a website, a Facebook page? Yeah, we've got a Facebook page. It's Wow Ukraine. That's still going to be changed. But for now, it's Wow Ukraine. On Facebook, we've got a website, warriorsofwildlife.org, and then also simbonga.co.za. We can be reached, and all our contact numbers and email addresses on all three of those those um, platforms. I'm going to leave it there, Lionel. We appreciate you joining us on the podcast today, that weekend feeling. We look forward to more rescues from you and your supporters and your Warriors of Wildlife team. And uh, well done on the work you've done so far. Much appreciated. Darren, thank you very much. And thanks for having us on and helping us spread the word. That was That Weekend Feeling with Darren Mann.